Good evening. Welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Rear. Thursday night brings Supermac and Gibble. Good evening, gents. Hi, Hi Steve. Hi, John. You know what I love? Every time Malcolm has that shot, he never misses, you know. <laughs> Every time he scores. <laughs> Jasmine Blacks is my favourite show of the week. And Don says, one of mine as well. Evening, everybody. I've just got to uh, show you a little photograph. Uh, don't panic, lads. Nothing uh, major. Uh, bumped into Gary at the weekend at the uh, the Dog and Parrot. And um, he came along to get his photograph signed off Malcolm. And uh, you can just see that little Bell's whiskey bottle in his yes. hand. Well, uh, that apparently was given to him by Malcolm uh, in the nineteen seventy four, in the aftermath of the nineteen seventy four cup fight, uh, the semi final cup final, I think he said. <clears throat> and it I was think a, it was the semi final. The semi final, that's right. And it was a box of a box of little Bell's whiskeys had been given, and Malcolm, you came out apparently and handed it to Gary. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, he's kept a hold of it ever since, and it's actually okay. still got a little bit of whiskey in it, apparently. So it's now vintage. It is vintage, mate, yes, but uh, I did say I would give it a shout-out on the show tonight. Yeah. Hope, you hope you're watching, Gary. It was an absolute pleasure uh, to, to meet you uh, on Sunday. So, lads, let's go back yeah, to I'm, Sunday. I'm just pleased that he didn't ask me to sign it because it's so small. It is I've tiny, I've never yeah. got my signature on it. With your name, it would never have gone uh, on, Malcolm. No, Jim <laughs> Smith would have done it, but... Um, yes. <laughs> So Get let's bar. let's go back to let's go back to last weekend, Malcolm. How how you know how how good was that? Another another three points in the bag, and um, it stopped it stopped. I I don't like to call it the rot, but it stopped it stopped a run of defeats. Yes, it uh, uh, yeah defeats and I suppose draws as well uh, from before those three defeats. Um, yes, it put a stop to it, um, but. Uh, uh, I, I just, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but it seems to be the same old problems. And that is that Newcastle, they're capable of getting, uh, um, uh, of getting 1-0 up, but, um, but it's, it's getting that second goal. They just never even look as if they're going to get it. And so all the time, everything's tense. Um, it's a, it's, it's a, a, a continuous pressure on the defence, um, and and I we we haven't really apart from the Leicester game, I believe, we haven't really had that opportunity to see Newcastle just at two nil up playing just playing around the opposition, um, and I would I I really would love to see them do that where they they're playing where the pressure's taken off. And and only getting two goals ahead will do that. Um, it, it, I, I was I was getting seriously frustrated um, watching it, and until Almiron um, stuck it in, and and I thought, right, well, that they're not going to come back after that, Wolves, um, and uh, it, 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 from there I was able to relax a little. But um, ah dear, they've they've uh, they've got us all on the edge of our seats, haven't they? <laughs> the team. John, what was your take on the game, mate? Yeah, I mean, I was uplifted by it, to be perfectly truthful, because we've had such a dour time of it recently. Um, I take Malcolm's point totally because it was proved at one nil. I thought we battered them uh, up to half time. 
but mm. it was still 1-0. One, one slip by Trippier, and we've gone on about one defensive slip in, you know, that's the pressure yeah. on the defence. One defensive slip by Trippier where he couldn't keep his feet. They were 1-1. One, one. Totally unjustified, but it's 1-1. One, one. That's, that's the regular scoreline for a Wolves match, and I thought here yeah, we'll go again until mm. we got that goal. I thought we deserved to win the game, and I thought some of the football we played from going one up with what was an excellent goal, beautiful trip here, free kick, great header from Isaac, from going one up to half-time, I thought we were absolutely terrific, um, but couldn't get this, the goal. It's all very well being terrific, John, but if you don't score, I tell you what, you're not making the most of it. It's a heck of a plus after not being terrific for weeks. <laughs> I, I was sitting there and enjoying them knocking it about, and I thought, quite, I thought at half time, quite me. Am I watching Newcastle that I had watched? And you know what, guys? I think we were freshened up by the changes. I thought yes. the front three was a completely new front three. Um, Willock and Shaw were the other two, five. Five changes. I thought Isaac was absolutely tremendous. I uh, did. I thought he did great. Mm. I think the two white guys justified their selection, and I thought Willick was outstanding. Um, and the ball Willick put through for Almiron's winner was fabulous. Almiron's going to get all the headlines because he scores the winning goal, and we haven't won since. Uh, I was a lad, etc., etc., etc. So he's going to get the headline. But the way Willock turned, and there was a forest of legs in front of him, and the weight of the pass, and to get it through those legs to Almirin, all we had to do, because Almirin, that's his favourite trademark this season, on the right, coming in, left foot, sweep it in the far corner. The only thing mm. I had to quickly watch is to make certain he was onside, which he was, but I thought it was a great ball from Willock. And I thought yeah. Willock and Isaac were Isaac were absolutely outstanding. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We thoroughly agree on that. Um I thought I mean were... I was so I was so pleased, Malcolm, for, for Isaac because there there was a lot of pressure on the lad. We yeah. and I mean us three here, plus the press, plus the fans, had all been demanding that he plays. And then he does. And to be truthful, if we look at it, he only he, he played because Wilson, which we've been talking about every week, hadn't trained properly. And as yeah. Eddie Howe admitted afterwards, did very well to make the bench because mm -hmm. of his lack of training. Yeah, yeah. and he, he yeah. Done you could, well you could see that he hadn't trained, John. He didn't look right at all. No, so so you know the the Isaac coming in wasn't a decision that was made against Wilson. It was inevitable because Wilson wasn't up to playing. Neither will he be up to playing tomorrow night, by the way, because he hasn't trained this week. So, but Isaac had the pressure on him, hadn't he? You know, you can build him up. You can say, we want to see him. Let's have a look. He's 16 million. He's a record sign. He looks to have this. He looked great against Liverpool. But then he's in. And he's got to do it. And I tell you what, for an hour, <coughs> I thought he was the difference. Yes. There's the million-dollar question, though, Malcolm. How did ESM do? Now, I'm off for, I'm off for me tea because I'll have time to have it. By the time I come back, Malcolm will almost be finished. <laughs>
You naughty boy, Stephen, asking that question. It's not me. Don't blame me. It's Paul Watson. <laughs> okay, here we go. On the ball, he was very good. Um, he was. But, but I will ask you two questions. How many crosses did he get one. in? I know the second one. <laughs> how many and how many shots did he have at goal? And the answer was nil to both. He didn't get a cross in, and he, you know, and he's he's busy on the ball. He's and he and he beats man after man after man. He wasn't beating so many um, against Wolves, ironically, and he was laying it back um, to to Burn and and and, and others who got out there. Um, on a number of occasions, which was strange because usually he just wants to dribble, 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 dribble. Um, but nevertheless, the man has not got that cutting edge that you want from a winger. That a centre, uh, that, that forwards and attacking midfield players, they they look at the at the foot coming back to knock a cross in, and then they make their runs into the box. And forwards aren't making runs into the box because they don't see his foot come back um, uh, to cross the ball. He, he goes and beats somebody else or he finishes up knocking it backwards. Um, and he, he, he has to be more positive and he has to think that the most important thing in the game is sticking the ball in the net. And either... He, he, does you, it, I mean, he does it or he, he supplies it to others to do it. Can you get a new tune out of an old fiddle? Though? The, uh, it, Maxi is what he is, what he is, what yes, he is, yeah. and he ain't going to change. And John, he, he has the ball for probably longer than any other Newcastle player in any game. Um, and, and if he's not going to actually cre create anything other than dangerous dribbles um and 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 sides they they work that out um that, that that and and they can they can sort that sort him out on that they'll just get an, a, a, another fellow dropping dropping back behind the fullback um and force him to go backwards um he's got to be cleverer than what he is showing at the moment he's his ball skills are fantastic, but you have to make them a danger to the opposition, and he's not doing that. What do you I, think, John? I mean, I totally accept it. Malcolm knows about wingers. He was a centre-forward waiting for wingers to do their job for, yeah. for donkey's years. And I totally accept that. But in a way, I think they're harsh a bit on him. I thought he did better. I thought he did better um, against Wolves. Um, I think he's changed he's his game be, slightly. He's going to be what he is, and you know, and you know whether the Almiron scored in his in his position that took away the whole thing. Had a shot and scored, but every time a wide, I mean, we have, we've scored three goals in eight games. Nobody's been making assists, and nobody's been scored. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's been a malaise throughout the team, and um, you know, I thought Murphy played well. And I if so. Murphy didn't score or make an assist because the, the it just happens that way. But I thought he played well. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he did well. And um, you know, uh all things being equal and they're not equal, I'd be happy to go with the same team tomorrow night. 
um, the same team that started and Britain let Almir and come on as an impact sub rather than go straight back yeah. into the side. But of course, we know that that won't happen because Eddie warned today that we've had a couple of knocks. And every time Eddie says we've had a couple of knocks, it means somebody's not playing. Um, yeah. Because that's what happened with Anthony Gordon. And this week, it'll probably be sharp because he's already pulled out of the Swedish squad that Isaac Isaac's in, and they've they've trumped poor old Eddie by saying he's pulled out with injury. Yeah, he's out the Swiss squad, isn't he? Um, after tomorrow night, so he, he can't exactly. play tomorrow night if he's unfit for for the internationals to follow tomorrow night. Yeah, Isaac plays for Sweden. John Fabian Scher, of course, plays for Switzerland. Two different teams. Sorry. I'm saying Isaac plays for Sweden, but it's Switzerland. You said Sweden for Fabian Scher. It's the, it's sorry, the Swiss, yeah, sorry, yeah, it's a, it's a Swiss, Swiss, it's a Swiss yes. team, yeah. Yes, but but right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's been an injury claim, and the only reason we know that is because the Swiss radio station, RTN, reported that he stayed in Newcastle to, tr uh, to treat recurring foot pain. That's the right, way that yes. they describe it. So, uh, apology for getting my countries mixed up. Oh, there. it's all right, mate. It's all You're up the wrong canyon. It was Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's injured. He's injured. So you know that that's that's again going to create at least one. And so Lascelles will come in tomorrow night. It'll be Lascelles because he did well when he come in. He, at he did ever so well, John. Really sentimental, sentimental return to Forest for him. Indeed, yes. indeed. Yeah, I is. mean, the only the only blow for Lascelles returning to Forest is it is not up against Chris Wood because he would have had him for breakfast. No, Chris Wood would have, <laughs> Chris Wood would have done the business, lads. He would have done the business. I'm glad he's not playing. Oh, I, I'm glad I'll sleep tonight. Uh, now he's not playing because I was terrified of him. I was Stick your money on Shelby, John. He'll get a wonder. Shelby, Shelby will get a wonder goal tomorrow. Stick your money on it. What an OG, yeah. Well, I'll settle for that. I'll settle for that, yeah. We'll come to that at the end of the show. And uh, Mr. Anderson, <laughs> Mr. Anderson says, uh, Hi, Super Mac. I've been watching some footage of yourself from the days that you banged them in. Just wondering, what did you have for breakfast as you looked an absolute beast physically? So, were you eating red meat, Malcolm, with blood dripping from your mouth, or were you more a Witterbix man? No, I, I was neither. Um, I used to go hungry. Really? Yeah, that's the best way to, to go in. Go in hungry. He looked hungry, actually, when you think about yeah. it. He looked hungry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, there you go. So, short but simple answer. That's what he used to do. Uh, yes, Judy, you do believe uh, any truth that Shaw could be missing tomorrow? Yes, it's uh, it's really been uh, leaked out, I guess, from, from the... Uh, from the, the radio um, in his in his home country, but anyhow, always plays his uh, keeps his cards close to his chest and chest and didn't, certainly does. Didn't say anything about it this afternoon. Funny, funny, enough, funny enough, just on that one point, Steve, about Eddie playing it, and then the Swiss let out that Shaw is not going afterwards. Yeah. It would be very difficult for Eddie now to play him at uh, Nottingham Forest, wouldn't it? Having told Switzerland he's not fit for the internationals to follow, yeah. and of course. Callum Wilson's let the cat out of the bag to a certain extent today with his podcast when he when he revealed that he hasn't trained for a full week. He hasn't said he's out tomorrow night, but if he hasn't trained for a full week and he's played you can John, you can see it. Yeah, that's what we were saying last week, Malcolm, weren't yeah. you? You yes. can't see it. He you, doesn't you, you look can see it. at all. Um, you know, when I when I had my knee problem at, at Arsenal. And I was sort of trying to get back, but it it it, it proved that 
that I was never going to be able to play as well as train. And so it was one or the other. And I said, look, if I don't train, I, it's you're going to see it in me in my play that uh, I'm going to get rustier and rustier and rustier and more unfit. Um, and I'm just going to become a, a shell of, of what I was. And I, and I, I wasn't going to have that at all. Um, and so I retired from the game. Um, You're only 29 as well, Malcolm. Yes, yeah. Um, to to go without training, oh my, it, 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 it's nigh on impossible to, um, just to keep your touch going, just to keep that, your, your, your mentality constantly on the ball, as it were. I mean, that's so, the reason I, why, guys, isn't it? That's the reason, I mean... Callum's overall fitness, sharpness, etc. Et That's the reason why when the England side, the England squad was selected today, we knew Callum Wilson wouldn't be in it because mm. recently yeah. he hasn't just since he come back from the World Cup, he hasn't justified it whatsoever. Before yeah. the World Cup, he justified being in the England squad. It, 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 yeah, he hasn't it's obvious, done since. Yeah, it's obvious that he's that he's carrying a a, a problem physically. Bless him. And that's um, a problem I, I to really feel for him. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Because he's a good player. Since he came back from England, I've seen him sprint only once, John. Yeah, only once, and and then he wasn't too sure about it. So I, th I think, sadly, I think that th that this hamstring is has become a permanent problem. I think, Malcolm, it's something. That Newcastle have got to address in the summer because more and more yeah. it's looking. Callum has always had this problem since he got the bad injuries uh, when he was at Bournemouth, but it's naturally getting worse with age. Mm -hmm. And even if he's at, it does the business, and pray God he does, and he looks as if he's going to, we're going to be back to not having cover there with only with Callum only fit a certain amount of That's time. Right, so it is a problem for the summer. Yeah, but but I really don't see Isaac um, coming in as a replacement for Wilson. A fit Wilson and a fit Isaac would be a great pairing. Wilson would have his back to goal, and and Isaac would be playing somewhat deep of him, but facing the opponent's goal all the while. Um, and and they would work brilliantly together. They really would. Um, but. Uh, but to put Isaac with his back to goal as, as the target man, as it were, is very uncomfortable. He doesn't like it at all. Um, and and it's, it's not for him. And if, if, if what I've said is, is the absolute truth with, uh, with, with regards to um, Callum Wilson, um, then we're going to have to get a, a replacement in the summer, I think. Um, it, we, you know, Newcastle can't afford to mess about on something like this. It's it's way too important. We're talking about goal scoring here. Um, and so it, it needs somebody who Isaac can play off of. Um, and uh, and then you see Isaac at his very best. Pope Malcolm, says Steve Middlemas, penalty or not? Now, this was the one contentious issue from the game at the weekend. And uh, Nick Pope given, uh, uh, you know, a reprieve, I guess, because, you know, a lot of supporters I spoke to said it was a penalty and he should have gone. Um, but we did a we did a vote on here on Monday Night's Fans Forum on uh, YouTube. And uh, mm -hmm. 
60-40. Uh, 60% thought it was, 40% thought it wasn't, and right. thought you should have gone. I, you know, the, it's split opinions, this one. And I mean, from, from my initial view, from the seat, you only get one chance to look at it. I would say it wasn't. Then when you looked at the referee on the pitch, um, you know, when you, got, when you saw the TV coverage, the referee's positioning basically was so far away that he, he could only go with what he saw from the angle he was at. And he ultimately, VAR, went with the, went with the on-pitch decision. So mm. we're, we're thankful for that because, of course, you know, he would have gotten another game on top, a bit like Casemiro at Manchester United if he'd been sent off with a straight red. But again, Newcastle would have gone one nil uh, down and would have been down to 10 men. So, uh, I mean, what, what did you think? What was your first reaction to that, Malcolm? That it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, I, I I thought the the fella was looking to make the most of it, um, and uh, and he certainly did that, and um, and he was he was eyeing his eye was on Pope, and what Pope was doing so that the fella could try and get his timing right, um, going for a penalty, and uh, he he wasn't bothered about the ball, I didn't think, and uh, and so he was just looking for it. And, and I think that the referee was absolutely right. And in fact, when he, when he sort of waved the hand to sort of say play on, um, I, I said, good. I, I heard myself saying, good for you, ref. I thought it was a good decision by him. And John? VAR, obviously, um, you know, the guys in the VAR room, they obviously um, agreed with the referee. They thought he had got it right. John, you're nodding your head. Are you in agreement? Yeah. I mean, I, immediately it happened. There was terrified, Steve, because I thought, here we go again. We've just had... I mean, Nick Pope has been one of the godsends this season. Yeah. He has been absolutely terrific. If there's something... Everybody's got strengths and everybody's got some sort of weakness. If there's a weakness for Nick Pope, it's he's not as clever with his feet is the Man City goalkeeper or the Liverpool goalkeeper who can play like two sweepers. They pop the ball about like a sweeper. And that's not going to be Nick Pope, so he can't get caught. But having sat through the previous home game against Liverpool when he got his his diving header completely wrong and stuck the ball up his jumper and got sent off, and then all of a sudden there's this incident in the penalty area on a game we are looking like we're going to win against Wolves, you think? Oh, dear, because that comes into play. Um, I think it was the right decision in the end, and so was it the right decision at the end of the game that Newcastle yeah. should win. But naturally, having watched Nick Pope against Liverpool, the next home game, when something happens like that, you think, good God, what's, what's happening here for a split second? Because, as we've so often said... It's not what we think that happens. I thought, what's the ref going to do? Now, luckily, I thought he was so far back, it was going to be very difficult for him to give a penalty when he was half a length of the field away. Mm -hmm. um, and VAR obviously thought it's got to be a precise, a concise um, mistake, hasn't it, to overturn a referee. You don't just overturn yes. a referee yeah. because you do it if he's made a big clangor. And the sword is not a big clanger, which is no. which is fair dues. And I think over the game, um, 
Wolves can have no complaints at all because the goal is they would never have scored if they were playing it now. If Trippier hadn't gone, lost his footing, um, which is what he did, yeah. he lost his yeah. footing. It wasn't a mistake, he lost his footing. Um, and if that hadn't happened, they wouldn't have scored and they would have lost 1 nil or 2 nil if Almiron had still scored. So I don't think they can have any complaints. And by the way, it's about time VAR come out on our side and turn the blind eye to something yeah. uh, because it doesn't happen too often. So that was one we were owed and we got. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it just frightens you at the time because you look straight at the ref and because you don't know what he's going to give. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, sorry, Steve. Just to, just on top of what John said, um, as soon as the incident happened, I looked across to the linesman on the far side, and um, and he he didn't he didn't look twice. He he just turned and started running back up the field. Mm. Alan so Thompson he wasn't interested in 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 um, in, it, in a penalty at all. Alan Thompson had his say on Monday, but he says penalty and sending off all day. But thankfully, I didn't decide it. And the referee's angle, the Wolves player was leaning into Pope. That's why the decision mm. went our way. Dave mm. says, I thought it was a penalty at first, but when you see the replay, he was going into Pope. Yeah. Uh, yes. Murphy and the last man, Gibbo says. And he was doing it in such a way that he, the guy was looking for the penalty. He was looking for Pope to, to bring him down. And he, and he overdid it. He overegged the pudding on that one. Mine, Spark. What, Spark, what Sparky's just said there is a fair point, mine. Of course if it, it is. happened the other way on, we would have been going crackers. Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> well, of course maybe. Of course it's true. Jasmine Black says, Noel Gallagher's first match when he was um, a, a kid was 1975, Man City 5, Newcastle 1. Do the lads remember that game? Well, I don't. I was only three. Supermax scored our goal. Do you lads remember that one? Oh, I, I, I remember all the games Newcastle lost 5-1. No, thank you very much. For all the wrong reasons. And Malcolm probably remembers the goal, but has a, a, a dark... I don't memory. remember the goal, no. No. Doesn't. Do you remember your goal against Leicester? Somebody asked earlier on. We've spoken about it on the show before, but of oh, course yeah. you do, Malcolm. Mm. I certainly do, yes. Yeah. Uh, By the way, so there were 100,000 other people who happened to be in the crowd at that uh, day. Well, I... I it, it, it's amazing because the number of people who have told me that they were there that not, that for that game, um, we must have had a crowd of 150,000. Oh, absolutely. Everybody was there. It's like yeah. Punk Sinatra's last concert. Sure. There was two million at it, you know. Yes. Um, it's, it's the way it's the way. It, and by the no. way, when Newcastle win the next trophy, there'll be 50 million that have seen that. Yes, regardless of when it is or where it's played or anything, because uh, we all we all like to remember the special times. Yeah, okay, Barry, you made that point on Monday night, but I, I will say um, he was a little bit upset that people weren't listening as well in the barracks. He thinks uh, he thinks that the supporters should listen to the players. He says uh, I've heard this a few times about certain things at the ground where there's ex-players on doing a talk at halftime or, or uh, the start of the game or whatever, and uh, people just talk over it. I'm, I'm afraid, you know, we've always had to deal with that, Malcolm, haven't we? Because yeah. some people, some people, you know, it's 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 a it's a it's something good that the club put on, um, you know, and we, with the exception of talk-ins where people buy tickets to come and see us, uh, whether it's you, me, Gibble, whoever, then, then ultimately 
if it's a bar or if it's a public place, the people the, the people haven't paid to come and listen to us. Uh, and, and I guess that's just, it's just the way of the world, isn't it? You think people would be quiet, but it doesn't always work like that, Malcolm. It doesn't it? always work, no. And um, particularly um, with football, because it, it energises people. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, and and they, they they have a tendency to babble, you know. That, that Alcohol loosens the lips. It's a noisy thing. Yes, Good it does. Point, yeah. Steve, yes, it does, and people have always got opinions and want to talk. And unfortunately, yeah. some of the some of the stuff that we say, I guess, as well, provokes debate, which of course then people want to speak to their mate about it and say mm. he's talking a load mm. of rubbish, or I completely agree with him. So uh, it works. It works both ways. Absolutely, but, yes. Okay, halfway through the short time for the ads. A big thanks to all our sponsors, Skips and Bins. You can find them at skipsandbins.com. Telephone 0800 2545 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources, which are handmade in Cumbria. You can order them from mrvickys.co.uk or by calling 01768 210102. Welcome aboard to Frui Vita Getaways. You can email them at fruivitagetaways at gmail.com. Call or text them 0792-842-7895. Please join and share the Facebook group as well at Frui Vita Getaways. Book your holidays or short breaks in the UK or around the world with them. Let them find your happy place. ABTA and ATOL registered. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls End, Newcastle. And the guys who run our website, nufcmatters.com, where you can buy lots of t-shirts and merchandise. If you want to subscribe to the show, hit the subscribe button underneath this video today. It is free to do so. Hit the thumb up to like the video. It's good for the algorithm. And click share to share to your other social media. If you do subscribe, we do send you a free car sticker. To get that, email john at nufcmatters.com and he'll post you one out. If you want to join the NUFC Matters cult, then put your smartphone over this QR code now and it will take you straight there. Alternatively, go to the website, nufcmatters.com, and you can join for a one-off payment of £25. You'll receive a cup, a pen, a membership card, and a scarf and entry into the monthly draw. You can also join via YouTube, and if you click join beneath the video, you will see a variety of prices and how you can support the channel. You can alternatively make a donation with a super chat in the chat tonight. Just click the dollar sign. We're also available on iTunes and Spotify and other podcast providers. We also help the food bank on this show. NUFCfansfoodbank.co.uk is where you'll find the match day bucket. And you can make a virtual donation 365 days of the year. As always, we've got a whole host of events coming up throughout the year. And even when Obi Solano takes place on Saturday the 25th of March at the Tyneside Irish Centre, tickets £15, book now at nufcmatters.com. And even with Peter Beardsley at Leamington Labour Club, tickets are £20, 31st of March. And uh, you can get them direct from the venue. And even in Nobby Solano, Good Friday, the 7th of April at 4pm. Tickets are at tenner and available behind the bar at Felling Cricket Club in Gateshead. 
An evening with Supermac, hosted by Gibble at the Time Mouse Surf Cafe, Tuesday the 11th of April. And tickets direct from the venue. This is a limited ticket event, only 35 tickets available, so book soon. And an evening with Frank Clark and John Gibson, Thursday the 20th of April. Tickets are £15. Book now at nufcmatters.com. In June, Rob Lee will be at Louis Liquor Store in Newcastle, and you can get tickets direct from the venue. And an evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark, John Beresford takes place the following evening, Friday the 2nd of June at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth. This is in aid of the Healing Tour charity and tickets are available from their website www.healandtour.org.uk forward slash events. And if you're a boxing fan, the Night of Champions comes to Gateshead at the Fed. Frank Bruno, Ricky Hatton, Nigel Benn and Joe Calzaghi are part of the UK tour. And you can get your tickets from www.goldstarpromotions.co.uk. Okay, son of THC says if House starts Isaac against Manchester and we win, I think there'll be things said about the cup final. It's written in the stars. Losing the final, then beat them 5-0 in the league. It's funny enough as well, Botman getting the last goal, lobbing it over to here, uh, son of THC. I think you could be right. Uh, Alan Thompson says, yes, uh, Wolves fans were livid blaming VAR. Uh, so are the other 19 clubs fans think VAR is against them. It all comes down to human error, which is what Malcolm has said uh, on this show many, many times. Uh, Malcolm and John, says Tom Dixon. Good evening, Tom. With the likes of Liverpool, who have got hard games coming up, do you think we might get a Champions League place? What's your thoughts, Mal? You know, looking at the league table now, there's some big games coming up for Newcastle. Uh, we've got Forest, of course, away. Then we've got a, a, an international break. Then we're, we're at home to Manchester United. It's, it's in our hands, I, I think. We've got Manchester yeah. United at home, Spurs at home. You know, we've got Chelsea yeah, away. Yeah, I think uh, we're above Liverpool anyway now. Um, they're very much in and out. Um, but but so too are Tottenham. Um, and, I, and I think it would be possible uh, to, <clears throat> to catch and overtake Tottenham. Uh, but we have to win games. You know, we've okay. So finally, we've 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 started it with Wolves tomorrow night. We have to continue that winning uh, the the wins, and that once you've once you've got two wins in a row, you're on a bit of a run, and the confidence builds and builds and builds, and 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 that's what and that's what we've got to do. And certainly, um, I feel that we could beat Man United at home. Uh, but we really do have to give far more, far more concentration to, to that fact that goals win matches. You have to score them. You have to make them. You have to score them. And if people aren't doing that, then they're not doing their job. doesn't matter how good a footballer they are if they're not making or scoring goals. Not good enough. Um, and Europe for us, John. I mean, it would be great to dust the passports off. And disappointing if we weren't doing it at the end of the season. But I think there seems to be a, a trend amongst Newcastle fans, a mindset that you know Champions League would be great, Europa would be good, but nobody really wants the Conference League. No, I think you're absolutely right. The Conference League. You don't know if you're going to Shetland Islands or the Faroe Islands. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I think that just becomes a problem. Towards next season, 
Europa League, yeah, because that was the U, U, uh, UEFA Cup and the Old Face Cup. It's a second-tier competition, so that is not bad at all. The other, And you can play some very big clubs in there, you know, the Inter Milan's, the Juventus, whoever, 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 in that Europa League. The conference is a different ballgame. I mean, West Ham are going to are in the danger of going down in the Premier League and they're, they're flying in the conference because that shows you what the quality of the... Abroad, on the continent, they're terrific, the top four or five clubs in the league. The rest of them are so average, it's untrue. And, and there the clubs are going to the conference. So there's not a lot of kudos there. I mean, what's fascinating to the neutral and we are anything but the neutral, is this season the fourth Champions League place or the Europa League place is fascinating, isn't it? Because Spurs are almost walking backwards. You'd think they didn't want it. The way they keep blowing chance after chance yeah. after chance and they're still fourth. Liverpool, this season, sensational how indifferent they are, having been in every one of the four competitions until the death last season in Chelsea or nowhere. So you've got Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea, three of the big six, falling over their shoelaces. Mm -hmm. And you've got Newcastle, Brighton, Fulham and Brentford, yeah. who last season were all also runs, actually producing a breath of fresh air this season mm. by challenging where the big clubs Couldn't were. agree more, John. Really couldn't agree more. Fascinating. I yes, think the big difference from our point of view, guys, if I could say it, is that I I mean, we think we're fighting, you know, punching above our weight, and we are, haven't been in the bottom four virtually for a decade and a half. We are fighting against uh, punching above our weight. But when I look at Fulham in Brentford, in Brighton, who sell all their good players, but unbelievably keep mm -hmm. going, I don't think they, those three can sustain a top six position season after season after season after season. Newcastle United, with their money and their ambition, can. I don't think yes. Brentford and Fulham and... Um, Brighton can. They, they're going to have one glorious season or two glorious seasons. The thing, the thing, is, the thing that happens, John, is um, that, uh, that the, the manager at, at Fulham, the Silver, that he gets Fulham into, into this wonderful position and then one of the big clubs will, will sack their manager and they go, yeah, let's have him. He's done great at, at, at Fulham, so he'll do, he'll do great things for us. And 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 the, the good players at those clubs. Yeah. So there's Everybody no looks at Brentford and says, I'll sign I'll sign Ivan Tony as long as he stops betting. Um and and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and uh, I, naughty everybody, naughty <laughs> <laughs> and everybody everybody takes the Brighton players and they're still somehow clinging there and are fabulous to watch. But you yeah. can't see them sustaining that level. You can't see Newcastle sustaining that level because of the financial clout to go with the ambition and because of the size of the club. Without most respect to Brighton and Brentford and Fulham, crowd-wise, etc., 
they can't compete with the 50,000 and the financial clout it's in James's pub. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know, the, yeah. when when you think that um, when Eddie Howe bought um, brought the uh, Bournemouth side into into the Premiership, oh. it, it, and and they and they've still got back even after he's left, and the the maximum crowd there is eleven thousand. Oh, how can they compete? It's but it. they do. It's but they, they can't long term, Mal. No, never long term. And never no. at the top end of the table, no. at the bottom end, not the top end. Yes. Uh, but I just, you know, if it wasn't Newcastle, I'd be thrilled for another club to scatter the big six because I'm sick of the big six. Mm. I think when they, for them to be scattered, they're running scared of us, not necessarily this season, but in the short term, the short long term, I they're running scared come. of us. And that's yeah. great. And I tell you what, that's why I loved it when Leicester did it. When Leicester won mm. the Premier League, there's nothing in it for me. Because I'm not a Leicester fan, never have been, but I thought this is this is absolutely terrific. And I thought this will have Gary Lineker tweeting again, but about something this time that is worth tweeting about. But uh, no, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm just thrilled to see somebody scatter the top six. And you look sure. at the top six, you look at Chelsea, who wants it, you look at Klopp yeah. and Liverpool. They're terrified to death in Newcastle. They're trying to say what's wrong with Newcastle and why it shouldn't happen and because they've got Saudi money and because of this and because of that and because of this. Why? Because we threaten them, that's why. That's all it's about, we threaten them. Um, and it's terrific because we ought to... Let's, if we go back far enough, guys, Man City were nothing before they were overtaken. They're established as one of the top six now. They weren't even the best side in, in their own city before the takeover. Yeah, and, and then they suddenly become this great club. So it can happen, but you go from the situation you were in to a totally different situation. And by the way, we've served our Jews waiting. Have we not? I mean, we've served our Jews. I'm the only guy that's still flipping living that can remember and supported the Jackie Milburn side, which is our last domestic trophies. Dear mm. God, what does mm. that tell you? And yet we still sell out St. James's. <laughs> Before this season, at 50,000, we were getting 50,000 in, in, in Ashley's years. It, it When we had no hope, well, the two things on was no hope and Bob Hope. One was we had no hope and the other mm. fellow was a comedian. But uh, it's different now. Just a quick one on um, the uh, the trip to Hillsborough that we had in the FA Cup, um, which of course led to Newcastle going out in the uh, the early stages of the competition. But the uh, there was a, a safety advisory group meeting, which uh, the minutes have now become available, and uh, the result of it all, anyway, has been that you know the fitness there was fifty witness accounts submitted from Newcastle fans who were, uh, you know. Ultimately, um, you know, it's worth emphasising there, there, there was many problems encountered by Newcastle fans uh, on the day of the cup tie. There was a lot of overcrowding um, on both the upper concourse and the lower concourse. And um, it's resulted anyway in the Hillsborough um, and Sheffield Wednesday having their capacity uh, reduced by a thousand uh, to uh, 33,000. Um, I think they've objected against it, but just yes, just overall, overall, Malcolm, it's it's a, 
you know, it, it, it's sad that we're back talking about this again, especially with the history that surrounds Hillsborough and, and the, the tragic loss of life, of course, uh, for, for Liverpool Football Club and those sure. supporters. Nobody, sure, nobody should go to a, a football game now, should they, and really feel... It must, it must be bringing back horrendous memories for, um, for families in Liverpool. It, it really must. Um, and I think the behaviour of, of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club um, is quite despicable. What, what the, at the moment they're just poo-pooing it, ignoring it. I say, oh yeah, yeah, we'll do it, and then they don't, and they won't, and they, uh, um, uh, and also um, Newcastle United, who who wanted a copy of the report because it 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 it, it included. Um, the, the suffering um, of New, Newcastle United supporters. So Newcastle ha had every right um, uh, to a copy of that. They had to go to the freedom, uh, take out a freedom of um, information, information request. Yeah, request. Yes, and and so it just goes to show that Sheffield Wednesday, um, they don't give a damn. They really don't. And and so it's uh, uh, whenever they speak, it's merely mouthing, and I'm absolutely uh, incensed by their behaviour. Yeah, it's uh, it's awful to hear, isn't it, John? Really? Oh, absolutely terrible. I mean, I just absolutely support everything Malcolm has just said. Then it was horrendous. I remember working in the Chronicle offices on the afternoon producing the football pink when this terrible, terrible situation arose in the semi-final of the FA Cup and sitting open-mouthed as the reports come in and I had to try to pull myself together because I had to quickly turn all these reports into a story which was going to be in the football pink. It had to be turned around that quick and we were just weren't certain what was happening and was watching what was happening. And it was the most stunningly awful thing that I've ever had to sit through. And, um, you know, if you remember, there, were, there was two Geordies who were actually playing in those games, both from Walls End Boys Club. There was Peter Beardsley mm. in the Liverpool side and there was Brian Laws in the Nottingham Forest side. Mm. I mean, that was one of the most horrendous days. And the fact that it took so long to get any sort of justice... Uh, out of that situation for Liverpool fans. And there's no, you cannot repay the loss of life. There's no answer to that. And then have this situation again and have a club again because it's self-serving. You know, we'll just look after ourselves and we'll, Sheffield Wednesday, and we'll tut, tut, tut about all this, etc., etc. It is absolutely diabolical. Absolutely horrendous. But we know that and we've gone through it in our our sympathy is with everyone else but Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Not Sheffield Wednesday supporters, Sheffield Wednesday, the club. The supporters are loyal, they've supported failure, they're in League One. Their supporters are exempt from this. The club, certainly not. Sure. Mm. The, 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 the behaviour, I think, um, of, of Sheffield Wednesday um, has shown so little care uh, that they obviously don't give a damn, and uh, I'm, and I find that very, very sad in this modern um, game of football of ours. 
Um, son of THC says, if someone was to call your house a tip, I'm sure you'd defend your home. Um, what you're talking about, this is my house, my home, I love it. That's basically what the Sheffield Wednesday fans are saying. So it, there's, been, there's been a bit of backwards and forwards sure, on social media. Sure, but, but, they, but they must accept that, uh, that, that there, uh, there are bodies that go and inspect grounds. Yeah. And, and they have said, um, you know, why they've never picked up on this um, narrow concourse where so many thousands of people are expected to go through it. Um, and if, uh, and I've, I've, um, I think I'm right in saying that they only open seven turnstiles um, for four and a half thousand Newcastle supporters. Hmm. Well, uh, and it was all going into this narrow concourse. It wasn't enough turnstiles, um, and and the, the the concourse was was so narrow for that kind of numbers to to um, to go in. You know that it, it, it maybe um, it, it wouldn't have been so bad if people had been arriving there at half past eleven and and, and going going through gradually. But of course, with football, the kickoff is at three o'clock. They're all going to arrive between two and two thirty, and so there's always going to be somewhat of a crush. And for them, and for a football club, on on a on a big occasion, a real big occasion for both clubs in the FA Cup, for for them to say, "Oh, we're not opening those to certain turnstiles," I think is absolutely diabolical. Um, and, and for what to to save a few quid? Yeah, mm. yes, it'll, I'm sure it's going to run and run. Malcolm and Gibble, what do you make of Botman? To me, his passing is terrible. Says Dave. He asked me to ask this question. We get a lot of praise for Botman. Um, yeah, you know, he's only young. I mean, is his passing terrible, Malcolm? I, I don't think so. Um, that he he's he. I, I think that what he does is he plays as a defender. He's not going to be the, the kind of a guy in the middle of the park who can spray it about. That that he, that all the time um, he, he's looking to keep things safe. And so, uh, no, I've 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 not really had any any complaints about him. I don't think. Um, and I, and uh, and he has. He, I, I think he has a a real. Uh, um, sort of relaxed style of playing as a defender, um, that uh, um, and I think that can be misread by people. That he 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 gets his job done, but he does look very relaxed in the way that he does it. I think yeah, I, I take absolutely right. Um, yeah, everybody's form prior to Wolves fell off that little bit. We were talking about last week who. It's easier to say whose form hasn't fallen off as opposed to whose form has because uh, there were so few. And yes, this is one of the... Because he's so elegant when he was passing when Newcastle were running up six and seven wins on the trot, he was so elegant on the ball that you thought, terrific. And yes, that dipped a bit. But you know what? I mean, I wouldn't complain about that whatsoever. If I went to Spain and said... I want you, and he said to me, I can only, I will only improve one aspect of my game, Gibbo. What do you want it to be? I would say, you're finishing. 
because on corners, neither him nor Byrne nor Joe Linton, they were eight foot six tall and could wash the top of, of, of uh, Gray's Monument without having a ladder. Uh, they, don't, they don't produce a threat in there. And Bachman was particularly upset um, against Wolves when we had that. Can you remember the terrific move we had? And the ball was crossed, and Bachman just had to put his foot through it, keep it down, and it was in the corner, and that was a team goal. And he knocked the bloke's hat off standing at the back of the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. If the leases end, I was glad I wasn't there because <laughs> my cap can't stand all that. But yeah. um, that's what happened. And <laughs> so I'm being a little bit flippier because he does his job that he does brilliant. But can all I'm I'm waiting to see Botman or Byrne score for Newcastle United with a header on a set piece. And I know Burns done his little bit where he was like Messi, but with somebody standing on Messi's shoulders when he swayed through and stuck it in the top corner. I mean, I had a look again. I thought, that can't be the big fella, that. Uh, that doesn't happen with a big fella. It was so elegant, a finish. But we don't do it on corners. That wasn't a corner. But if I want spend improving anything... Start finishing, Bunny Lad, in the set situations, and that'll do for me. Defensively, I'll live with you. Newcastle United are away to uh, Nottingham Forest tomorrow. It is an eight o'clock kickoff. It is their first visit to uh, the city ground since 1999. Uh, Joe Linton won't be available for selection, neither will Anthony Gordon. He is uh, injured. Joe Linton, of course, uh, has his second. Uh, of the two-match ban that he received for hitting 10 yellow cards. Willie Bowley, Scott McKenna, uh, Tayo Awoni, uh, Dean Henderson, Julian Bianconi and Uma Richards are all out for Nottingham Forest, uh, while Chaku Coyote, Wayne Hennessy and Brennan Johnson are all still rated doubtful. Chris Wood isn't eligible to play as he remains on loan from Newcastle United, even though the permanent deal has now got past the post. Uh, John Joe Shelby and Jack Colback, of course, are sitting in wait and uh, will be hoping to start against their former team. And uh, Newcastle, of course, are looking to extend their unbeaten Premier League run at the City Ground now to 10 games. Um, Paul Tierney is the referee. This is his third game in charge of a Newcastle fixture. And on VAR is Peter Banks. And as the Amigos will be going out uh, two hours before the game tomorrow, uh, I am going to give you um, Paul, who uh, often does his away day travel. I'm going to give you his section tonight. With your away day guide to the city ground, Nottingham Forest. For those driving in, there is plenty of parking around both the Nottingham Forest ground and the Notts County ground. They're just across the river from each other. A very short walk and parking will set you back about a fiver. And there's quite a lot of council car parks as well around the area. For those coming in by train, the train station is in central Nottingham. It's not too far from the ground. Say maybe a 30 minute walk tops. For those of you who've been before, the Britannia or the Rowing Club used to charge a nominal fee for entry for visiting fans. This is right next door to the ground, so it was very popular. At the minute it's temporarily closed, don't know how long for, that's the last update I have on it. So your next best alternatives are the Larwood. This is on the cricket ground, um, I've been in there before a few times, going right back to the 90s. And it's always busy and full of away fans. There is a Weatherspoons. They are officially not away fan friendly. So you won't get in if you're obviously a Newcastle fan. If you're someone like me without an accent who isn't going to wear your colours, you'll probably be able to get into the Weatherspoons. Nobody will know. 
your what three words for the Larwood is Tins Farm Noble. And if you're using the parking just further out of the city centre, slightly to the south, as you're coming off the main roads, then you will find the Stratford Haven, which is a small chain run by Castle Rock. Anyone that's a fan of real ale will enjoy it. It's a smaller pub, but it doesn't tend to get as busy as the Larwood, so it might be a better option if you're looking to get served a bit faster. But then again, if everybody goes there to get served a bit faster, it's going to be busy. Um, your what three words for that is Plenty Moon Rush. And if you've parked around Notts County's ground, the local rivals, their in-ground pub is for their home fans only on a match day. But on days when they're not playing, they open up to visiting fans. That's called the Broken Wheelbarrow. It's actually built into the Meadow Lane stand and that gets rave reviews from visiting fans. So it might be worth a shout. You want three words for the Broken Wheelbarrow is Notts Law's Will. And when you finish pre-match, as you head up to the ground, we are on the east corner. And your what three words for the away turnstiles is Hooray Friday Expand. Is looking forward to another three points and putting pressure on Spurs for that fourth spot. Okay, great stuff. Thank you, Paul, as always. Uh, okay, Malcolm, it's, um, uh, you know, we've already mentioned big game for Newcastle. It's a chance to get back, you know, uh, you know, back to winning ways on the road as well and um, send us off into the break with, uh, you know, with, with our... Uh, our faces, um, you know, smiling and and, and hopefully back <laughs> back in the top four, maybe. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I would hope so. In all honesty, um, I, I I just have a feeling that um, that that win against Wolves it will have settled into the minds and and uh, and it will have the players absolutely buzzing. Um, and looking to get back on a on a winning streak, and uh, uh, and I I will take Newcastle to um, to beat Forest. Um, I I've got a feeling that uh, that Newcastle will be um, keeping a clean sheet tomorrow night, uh, and they just don't do it but i still feel that it's that it, it, it it's on its way that two goal advantage so i'm going to take newcastle to win 2-0 and i'm going to enjoy all the minutes when they're two goals up where they can just knock it about okay confident shout from malcolm what about you uh, john um course yeah uh, you know this you know if we do win we'll play early um you know it, it just means we'll get a, a point behind spurs sitting in fourth we we'll stay in fifth place of course but it's it sends you into that international break on a high doesn't it without a question without question by the way the guy that was given instructions for you boys going down to nottingham that wasn't whispering bob harris was it by well he's yeah. very quiet mate he is very quiet i was, I was certain i saw i saw him. he gets I a bit of stick telly. he gets a bit of stick our paul people say that he should be um he should be commentating on the snooker um he's, he he's had a few he's had a few nicknames so one day he came on with a party hat on and one of those party blows and went like that, well, let's then... have whispering Bob Harris in the future. I think that's, oh, yeah, his, yeah. that's his yeah. name for me, without a shadow of doubt. <laughs> uh, getting <laughs> getting down to the game tomorrow. Um, yeah, I, it, it's absolutely essential for us. I mean, Nottingham Forest away on embarrassment. I mean, you know, they, they just don't play. I think they've scored four goals all season away from home. I mean, every time they play away, I look who they're going to play, and I think. Will it be four or will it be five? 
um, because that's them away. Mm -hmm. Now at home, they're totally different. That it's quite incredible for a side where they are uh, in the in the table because the nine Premier League games unbeaten at home. Uh, and that's quite a record. That's a lot better than most of the teams that's above them. They've also played Man City at, at home. In Man City, couldn't we? Man City pulverised them, if you remember, and were 1-0 up. And then Chris Wood equalised at the death from about three inches. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it was totally against the run of play and totally against what Chris Wood does, naturally, I mean. Um, and I had to actually go to watch it on YouTube when I heard he'd scored the goal because I thought, this is unique. I've got to go and actually see it. And I did see it. And it was three inches. I think it was it was a 50-50 bet where they collided with the post or the ball first. But anyway, that they got a result against Man City. They are doing well at home. Mine, they've drawn five of that nine, won four, but it's still a good home record for where they are. I think that home record will be lost against us. And the re and I think we will keep a clean sheet, as Malcolm had said, but it's not because Chris Wood isn't there to score for him for three inches. It's because Baron Johnson isn't there, who I think is a quality striker in a very poor side. Johnson, the, the Welsh boy that plays for Wales, is a good, good yeah. player. You said he's doubtful, Steve, and that's correct. But I'm told he won't play. Uh, it's the injury will keep him out. Now I know they've got 30 signings in the last two transfer windows. I mean, they've had to build a second dressing room in the city ground to take the overflow <laughs> in the first dressing room. I mean, it is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, 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 they what? <laughs> What their wage bill gone? must be horrendous. Eh? Their wage bill must be horrendous. But they must go around shaking hands with each other and introducing themselves. Yeah, By the yeah. way, I'm John George mm. Shelby. Oh, yeah, I realise that. You're the baldy one. Yeah. But who's everybody else? I mean, you know, there's so many of them. But they have loads of them on good players. Johnson is a good player. The centre forward. Yes. dad was a good player. Uh, he, he is a good player. He's not playing tomorrow, and I think a lot of their chance of scoring goes out the window when he's not there. Um, I And we got the terrific lift against Wolves. Bottom line, us to win, and I'm taking exactly the same score as Malcolm. I'm going 2-0. Okay, lads. Well, I'm going to make it a hat-trick. I'm going to go 2-0 as well. I think Newcastle Whoa. will... I think Newcastle That's will win. That's the on it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was watching some of our old shows that I keep putting up, and uh, I used to be right with these um, these predictions. I haven't had a very good year this year. You, you have to be, it has to be said. But uh, let's hope, uh, let's hope it is a, a fine win. Uh, we'll be back here next Thursday with Malcolm and Gibbo uh, to talk about it and uh, look ahead uh, to England's game. Uh, but for now, good night from me. Good night from Malcolm. Good night from John. Indeed. Good Enjoy night. your weekend, folks. Cheers. Keep the faith, boys. <laughs>